The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. Guess what? We're going camping after this podcast. I'm so excited. We have our dogs in the car, and we're just going to drive up to the White Mountains, and we're going to camp for a couple days. Yeah, I think we should cut this a little short. We're going to do a, <laughs> a five-minute podcast, and we're out of here. He's the one that normally wants to go nice and long. All right. We are going to do um, a podcast about home remedies. We do a lot of stuff at home for our dogs and pet dogs and everything else, and I very rarely even contact... Um, at least our Western vet. I guess I contact some of um, my closer friends who are Eastern vets and previous DVMs. But we do a lot of stuff on our own and probably save a lot of money that way. So we are going to bring some of those remedies here to you today. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. And that calls for the pig. Good job. What cigar are you smoking? Scott just went and purchased. You know what? My glasses on, but it's oh, um, something I smoked before. Yeah, it's fancy What's that one. What's that? It was one I liked before. That's why I saw the name. I, I grabbed it. I don't know, yeet or something. Um, he got a new fancy uh, lighter for his cigars, so now he's like a real hardcore. Nestor. Nestor. Yeah, I wouldn't have come yeah. up with that. Okay, so my quirky tip of the day are these orange vests. Um, this one I bought Especially many, many... Halloween's coming up. That's it's not even about Halloween. I swear to God, now that we live in Maine, I'm like seriously scared of hunting season. Even if you're like a person walking on the street, people wear vests there. But we have some Malinois. <clears throat> we only have one now, but we've always had multiple Malinois in the past, and they look a lot like deer. So if you are in an area where there's hunting and you go hunt, uh, hiking with your dog, don't just put a collar or bell on them. Put an orange vest on them during no. hunting season if and this having, whole fall season. If you're having marital trouble, <laughs> make sure you wear a bright yellow, uh, orange vest. Why is that? During hunting season. Hmm. Just to eliminate any so accidents. No, no trouble. <laughs> I'm going to buy Scott an orange vest for himself. Okay. So there's a few things that I've brought with. This actually worked out great because we're going camping. So I would have these things with us anyway, like some of these backup things that I keep with us. And then we have some other things to talk about. But all of this stuff you can um, get without a vet or without any prescription. And it can maybe solve a lot of issues for you that you may have with your dogs at home. So where do you think we should start? I don't really have any organization here. Well... Why don't we start with a a bad paw? All right. All right. That's a good one. So that is... That could be a bug bite. Yeah. It could be a, a We splinter. did have that happen one time. We had yeah, a boxer in for training, and uh, he was like full on three legs one day. And I was like, oh my God, he got out of the truck okay? Like, what happened? So we brought him in, and he had a spider bite. And the whole paw, like, there was all this necrotic tissue and everything else. So that specific dog, obviously, we went to the vet and gave him some injections and everything. But the aftercare of that paw was, like, what, two weeks? Yeah, soaking in Epsom salt. Yeah, so Epsom salt is a big go-to. We could have avoided the vet completely and just done that. Probably, had we, had but we, we, wanted to, we wanted to make sure that there wasn't an issue, so we did an x-ray because we weren't entirely sure. And, I mean, I've had dogs get, you know, bites here or there before and some swelling or whatever, but, like, literally the dog could put no weight on his foot, and he lost all of the hair and skin. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, but And also my dog, I took him out yeah. on a bike ride, and his... Tender, tender pads. Uh, one of them got kind of. I don't know what it was. It yeah, was we wouldn't. I wouldn't soak that as much as I would um, 
like a sore that they have. Oh, but right. if you have, if the pads are cracked like that, we've talked about that before. You can get some Usher's Secret or something to toughen up the pads and get them better. But that might hurt a little bit if you actually have a no, cracked yeah, pad or something like that. Yeah, we didn't soak for that. We soak it for those those little bubbles in between. Yeah, he's the dog. Toes. I've never had a dog with so many feet troubles. I swear to God, this freaking Malinois of his. And even the other day, you went to play ball with them, and then he was gimpy. So that day too, I soaked his foot in Epsom salt. My my go-to with that dog is anytime that he's a little bit favoring one leg or the other, uh, there's probably something up with his paw. I look, and if I can't see anything, I just soak it in Epsom salt, and normally that gets better. But that would be, I normally do about a cup of Epsom salt in maybe like a gallon of water, and uh, I either do it right in the sink if it's a smaller dog or in something that I can like lift the dog and put the leg into. But sitting in Epsom salt for three to five minutes really can do wonders. And we know that just from floating. We had a float tank forever, which um, we obviously don't know, but we still float. It has 800 pounds of Epsom salt in it. It's ridiculous. We used to actually just get some of that water out to soak dog's feet. And if you have a cut or if you have sore muscles or anything, the salt has so many healing effects. feels great on a cut. (laughs) It doesn't feel great, but it heals it. It gets it moving along quicker. So my first go-to for that type of situation, I would say, is Epsom salt. If it's something where, like, you want to be cleansing that area and you want it to heal and you can have the dog soak over time. Another one. Yeah, you want to dry out the area. Yeah, another one that I love um, is Vetresin. So this is more if it's, like, kind of a cut or something that you're worried about maybe on the top of the foot, like more of like a laceration, not one that would have to get stitched. But this Vetresin you can get at PetSmart, I think, maybe Petco, you can get online. And I love this. Um, it's just a spray and I've gotten the ophthalmic gel version and everything, but this spray is a big go-to for me also. Um, feet... A big one is apple cider vinegar, like straight or a little bit diluted. A lot of times the yeast and stuff on the feet, you can put apple cider vinegar right on there if the dog is going to lick their feet afterward. Apple cider vinegar also has many other anti-inflammatory and healing properties in it. We give it to the dogs if I'm feeding a lot of fat, like a lot of chicken backs, and they're getting a lot of fat. I don't want a lot of buildup around the heart, so I'll just put some apple cider vinegar in with their food. Some dogs are more keen on taking a cap full of brags than others, but it's good for them. Um, But you can use that for the feet for sure. And then I would go, I would say feet and uh, legs, tails, everything. I would have some vet wrap around. So it's funny, when we had our place in Salisbury, they actually manufactured the vet wrap like two doors down from us, um, strangely. It was like in the same little circle. And I called them, I wanted vet wrap. And they're like, well, you can only get a case of 40. So I got a combo um, pack on Amazon. I think I got like 12 different colors. This one is black. So if one of the border collies had a problem, I'd use the black. But this is good to keep... The area clean to refreshen a wound, all of that stuff. Um, make sure that the dogs can't get to this and rip this off and get to the leg. You might want to cone them in addition to the vet wrap, but especially if it's something with the foot and they're going to be stepping in non-sterile areas, you want to make sure that you're protecting that area and you're not allowing more bacteria to get in. And when you are using vet wrap, whether it be the tail, the leg, the foot, whatever, don't go too tight. You don't want to make it so there's an issue and now you're cutting off blood supply and you have to have the dog lose its leg because you were trying to fix a smaller injury. Yeah, it has a lot of elasticity to it. Yeah, but we love the vet wrap. Um, how's that cigar? You seem like you're in a whole new world. I'm enjoying it and I'm just watching you, you seem and learning like you're about in a whole vet new world. Okay, so this, I'm going to stop playing with this because Good. we actually might need this. I think that would be most of my and, feet and stuff. That, oh, that concludes today's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going camping. No, come on. We're putting, we're, I have a lot of things to share with you, and we do a lot of stuff, and we save probably hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars a year by dealing with stuff on our own. Yeah, the we, last thing with feet, go ahead. What were you going to say? We spend those hundreds of thousands on other things with our dogs. Namely cigars lately. Um, The last thing I would say for feet 
is liquid Band-Aid. And um, Scott said that some vets use this, and you can even use this for different skin and everything else. But I have had um, friends and clients before that if they have like a more severe cut on the foot, they'll actually put liquid Band-Aid and try to get that uh, foot to heal itself in a quicker way with that. And I've had people use it in other areas too. Mm-hmm. So those are that's, that concludes at least the foot section of the podcast. Okay, other things that you would have around the house and, and what you don't can have, you do with them? If you them. don't have liquid Band-Aid, super glow. Which is no one, basically the same. We're thing. not advocating super glue. We're advocating liquid just, Band-Aid. Just don't get your finger stuck to your dog's Liquid paw. Band-Aid from the pharmacy. We're not talking Could about super glue. Could you chew up glue. some double bubble and just oh stick it on God. there? Oh, my God. The two of you. This Sorry. is what happens. When He's they, wearing off on me. When they smoke cigars and they sit here and they get all crazy. This is the problem when you're outnumbered as a woman. Um, all right. Let's talk about things that you'd have in the kitchen. This will be a good one before we go to break. So... Uh, namely I would keep some vinegar in the kitchen. I have white vinegar in my kitchen. Uh, you'll probably have apple cider vinegar. We had mentioned that for spraying the feet or giving to the dogs orally. Um, hydrogen peroxide you want to have peroxide. Yeah. I don't know. That might be in the medicine cabinet, but I'm trying to come off of things where you would have it nearby coconut oil. You would have coconut oil in the kitchen. Um, Oatmeal you would have in the kitchen, oatmeal and olive oil. I'm going to get to the functionality of all these things in a second. Tell me when to bake a cake pretty soon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A vegan cake. You know, I will say in our 10 years of being together, Scott has not been one for the kitchen, but he does make me breakfast every single day and he is getting more accustomed to finding his way around, putting dishes away, finding where utensils, like crazy things, like things I never thought would be possible before. Okay. So you have all these things in the kitchen. What the hell do you do with them? The white vinegar, you mentioned vinegar with spraying urine. I guess some people do that. I don't really like the way that that smells, but I use vinegar a lot white for the ears. to clean up a uh, accidental pee, Yeah, a pee stain or whatever. We did have a little Starbucks spill on the Forerunner a few weeks ago, and we used the vinegar and the baking soda, and it did clean up that thing. So it does help if you're cleaning up an area. However, I would It's a miracle use, product. What do you mean it helped? I don't like that the... I guess we used this when I was little, so it, like I have a weird aversion to it, but I don't like the house smelling like vinegar. Like I don't like hmm. it smelling like white vinegar. However, it is great to use. <laughs> stop. Big pickle it is family. Great to use, um, with the ears. So I do like one third white vinegars to two thirds water mixture, shake that all up. And then, you know, you can get one of those cotton swabs or something else, Kleenex, uh, paper towels if you want, but probably the cotton swabs are easier to get in the air and clean out those ears. Dogs with frequent ear infections, dogs with ears that are tipped over are more prone to getting ear infections than dogs with prick ears for one, if you wanted a little, uh, daily tip for today. And the dogs that consistently are getting ear infections and buildup and everything else, if you're cleaning out those ears more frequently, that may help. Sometimes those dogs, as an aside, also have a food allergy, so you may want to consider going to a raw diet. But I clean every single dog's ears that go home. I look at our dog's ears every time I bathe them, and if the ears are nasty at all, white vinegar and um, water like once or twice a week, and I don't have ear infections anymore. Okay, so that's my white vinegar portion. At least the dogs don't. I, I do get ear infections. I have an issue. I'm like a child. Um, okay. So I'm going based on our kitchen where things would be kept. So now we're at the coconut oil, olive oil, oatmeal area. What are we going to do with all these things? Coconut oil is a godsend. Oh my God. If you have a scab, if your dog has sticky stuff on its coat, coconut oil, coconut oil, coconut oil. Not only is it good for dogs with some skin and coat issues also to like give with their food, but you can topically put it on and it helps a lot. Some people even say it helps with teeth issues. I don't know. I, a lot of people say the one TDC supplement is good with teeth too. Like they open those up and actually apply it on the teeth and the gums, but why not? If we're talking a $400 dental and you have dental issues, uh, repeatedly, then try the coconut oil. 
Uh, I would go for it more though with scabs and some sort of skin issue or something that's going on there. That would be my first reach for it. Oatmeal and olive oil. This is one from uh, the vault, I would say. Oatmeal and olive oil. We just did okay. this too. Let's hear it. We just did this too. Let's I gave it. that to Sunday. So if you are a little worried about an obstruction, and I am not saying like your dog swallowed a dish sponge and you're like, oh, I hope it passes. I mean, there are some things that if your dog has swallowed it and it's in their system and needs to come out and you should either go to another thing that we're going to suggest or go to a vet. Uh, but the oatmeal and olive oil, if you're like, oh, that was like, he had some chunks of that toy. I'm not sure. Put oatmeal and olive oil in with the food and it helps to kind of pass things through the system, through the gut and right on out. But we mm. just did this. We had a dog in. I might try um, some of that myself. <laughs> I don't think, I don't <laughs> think you need any oatmeal and olive oil. I don't think that's your issue. We can um, start talking about peppers pretty soon. <laughs> we can, <laughs> we, had a we could bring some. your colonoscopy report. Oh my God. We Next did. Week. We had a friend give us these hot peppers. Oh my God. Scott couldn't even eat his the breakfast. The first pepper I ate, I broke my tooth. We, can, we don't need to get into that too, too deeply. <laughs> That was the first meal. I got to get a root, uh, uh, crown, I think. And then the next one was so friggin' hot. He had to throw it out. I, yeah, I threw my breakfast out. She powered through it. Now she's paying for it two days later. Yeah, I, I was. Oh, th these are peppers that were grown recreationally in Maine by friends of ours that were given to us. And these Mainers are they grew crazy. Some, some ghost peppers. And then, and habaneros, there were a lot of, there was a lot. I mean, I'm used to getting peppers at the grocery store. You can actually <laughs> use them to cook. These things and are like, it's, got... it's kind of like a candid camera thing. You cook it. When it was cooking, I got blasted <laughs> oh with, I'm coughing. I felt like I got pepper. I felt like it was an Antifa riot or something. I got pepper sprayed, bear sprayed. So then he throws out his breakfast. He's all dramatic about this, right? With the peppers, throws out his breakfast, I... can't breathe, sneezing. And then you go to put your contacts in. Oh, and then I had the friggin' the pepper was on my hands. I go to put in my contact, and it's like throwing pepper in my eye. <laughs> he's, God damn it, he's in the bathroom. I was laughing. I thought it was funny. At least he changed his contacts finally That's for the, the support. trip. That's the support I get. <laughs> Trying to make him none of None of our home remedies for the dogs include peppers, hot or sweet or anything. I should have put coconut oil in my eye. <laughs> yeah. That's what I should have we'll done. We'll start using the remedies with you. Okay, let me get through this. Here, or I have flour, one more. Flour, one or the other. Oh, my God. All right. Go ahead. I got to get to one more before I go to break. So oatmeal and olive oil, if you're worried that something might not pass, you want to help it pass. Um, we just had a puppy that had pooped out some of her toy when she came in. It happened at the owner's house and she had loose stool and this is coming out of her. And I'm like, oh my God, it was Labor Day weekend. Like, what am I going to, I don't want to have to take her to the vet. I want her to be well. So I cooked her rice and hamburger, which is a good go-to if the dogs are having, you know, nausea, diarrhea, whatever. And I did olive oil and oatmeal, and she went home, and she's safe, and everything passed. So that was yeah. good for that. Um, and then uh, the apple cider vinegar we talked about with the feet, that would be in the kitchen. And then you mentioned peroxide, so we can close with this because this is a good one. Yeah, this so, been, Now, we should bring up just one of her dogs who is now like nine, but when uh, Sink was just eight weeks old or so. Oh, she, that was bad, too. She ate. Her girlfriend wanted to see the puppy. No, I was doing restrained recalls. And well, then, something happened. Yeah, and then my friend went to pick her up, and she and was kissing her. The puppy ate her earring off of her ear yeah. and swallowed it. And she was really, really young. I was thinking the time she ate your peach pit, too. That happened. Um, yeah. And we noticed that. We gave her peroxide. So peroxide, yeah, that, the peach whether pit you keep it. was a lack it, of training. Oh, my God. Whether you keep 
the peroxide in the kitchen or you keep it in the medicine cabinet, peroxide is a good go-to and always have it with you and always have it on hand. What do you do with peroxide? You give the dog peroxide until it pukes. Like literally, I know people who have seen a dog eat a whole leash and they do this. This does not work once things have been digested, everything else. But if you know, like, oh my God, shit, my dog just ate this. Bammer, our old uh, terrier, we don't have her any longer. She ate, ripped open your granola one time when we were gone. Had like 10 raisins in it. We were worried. We made her puke. Like, Jimmy. <laughs> she was pretty tough, too. Remember, uh, we used remember a, when I blended up the fork for Jimmy's? <laughs> oh, yeah. She a plastic fork, left it in the blender, and then push blend. There's all these little pieces of plastic in there. I'm like, Doing, what the hell is all this, this plastic? This is my issue. So I was fasting at Fenaris, right? You know, because I'm all healthy fasting. They all know what Fenaris is. When, okay. Where we used to, our industrial facility that we used to live at, the home that Scott made me live in, a dog training facility. So, we, so I'm fasting, you know, okay, no wine, like let's be healthy, everything else. I freaking am making the dogs blended up almonds for vitamin E and their greens. They get all of this once a month. They get a week of cleanse. Cataplexy for uh, vitamin C, almonds for vitamin tell, E. Tell Shut up. <laughs> and then um, I have these greens that I give everybody just to flush out their system. I had a plastic fork in there or a spoon to get the almonds out. And then I went to grind it up. And then I realized I ground up the freaking spoon and I gave Jimmy almonds. So I like went to Scott and I'm like, well, you know, I'm not functioning at my highest level here. What do you think we should do? So obviously we made him puke and there was no more plastic in him. But peroxide has saved us many a time. If you know that your dog has ingested something and you think that they can get it back up, if it's poisonous for them, whatever, X, Y, Z. And that's exactly what they did at the vet when I brought my puppy in and she had eaten a stud. They just gave her peroxide and she puked. So peroxide is a number one go-to. Keep it with you. Give it, administer it, see how the dog's doing. You can look online for dosage. Every dog is different. And then keep giving it until the dog pukes. All right. You know, I that- don't know that there's a big issue with the dosage. But uh, one Whoa. thing that would be nice to keep on hand is a syringe. You know, or if you had a turkey baster or something like that to get yeah, it in Yeah, to get them. it in, yeah. And the other thing is I was going to say about dose. Uh, Bammer, who was an 18-pound old dog, she ate something. Oh, it was the, the raisins. And we gave her, you know, a couple of syringes, of, and she just toughed She's it just out. She's strong. like, "F you, I'm not, get, I'm not throwing up." <laughs> we wound up giving her about a friggin' quart. <laughs> she got a lot of that stuff, but she, she did, started, she did get it up, yeah. so that was good. All right, lot, we're gonna of- go to break real quick before we head out for camping. We got another half segment for you, and we're going to break for Coranda today. So check it out. makes Coranda beds chew-proof. Only Coranda beds have a patented design which secures the fabric inside the frame, making it totally inaccessible to jaws and paws. Your dog can't chew the fabric because we've hidden the edges inside the rails. Dogs love Coranda beds. See why? Coranda beds come in a variety of custom sizes. You can even add a fleece pad on top for extra coziness. And these beds can be used both indoors and outdoors. But best of all, our beds are easy to clean. Just wipe them off or hose them down. Visit dogbed.us slash the quirky dog for more details. All right, we are back. I have to go back because I just really was not as organized as I should have been. I wrote a lot of stuff down, but it had no rhyme or reason with how we flew, uh, how the order went through. So another thing with skin issues that's really good is human-grade frankincense. Um, 
I normally go like the doTERRA route because that's normally a human grade um, oil, but they're expensive. I mean, yeah, the hundred, hundred bucks for eight it drops. Is. <laughs> it's fun. It is good. It's more than eight drops. It is. I, I did actually have an empty bottle and I thought, well, I'm not going to bring an empty bottle. This is silly. But um, if it's human grade, if the dogs lick it, it won't be an issue with the oils. And the frankincense is really, really, really good for a lot of skin issues. Okay. I think we've dealt with all of those things. Uh, let's do the quirky question of the day and then we'll talk about a few other side notes. Okay. Are you reading the question or where is it? Yeah. You just do the pig. You're the pig person. All right. The quirky question of the day. So this is how this episode originated because we had gotten this question and I thought, huh, this could be a good wow. episode topic altogether. Well, please, I hope it's better than last week's question. <laughs> That was a few weeks ago. He okay. was mean about the drawing the dog, but I'm it was very funny. Um, okay. So what is the best de-skunking method? And I thought that this was oh. a legitimate question. Oh. And I actually went to Facebook for this. I have not, as an adult, had I'll a dog you, get skunked. Have you had a dog get skunked? Um, yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, I know. We that's just didn't an adult. let the dog in the house for two weeks. Well, no, really, though. I, I, I don't know what that is. Maybe we manage our dogs better, but I hadn't the, the, had to deal with it. The easiest way to deal with it is just to shave them right down <clears throat> to the skin. Yeah, that's... And then cover them with coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the resounding. <laughs> I'm not going to live this coconut oil thing down. We're going to probably have to buy some to go camping. So the resounding uh, recipe of choice for having a dog this that was sprayed with a skunk that stinks that you need to let back in your house was, was a face Facebook survey, right? It wasn't a survey. It was just my personal page. But a lot of people commented. A lot of people have been dealing with this. A lot of opinions on Facebook. Oh, my God. That's why Jesus. you haven't been on Facebook in about three All months. All summer. It's Our been life great. has been much happier. Don't worry. I'm getting Facebook. back. I got a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So Dawn dish soap, peroxide, and baking soda. So this was like the A number one go-to. So you mix it all up. Put it on a dry dog, but like a lot of it, like make sure that, you know, it's really all lathered up and then it needs to sit on your dog for at least five minutes longer would probably be better. So this is like everyone's go-to and then you rinse that out, repeat as necessary, but you put it on a dry dog, you let it sit, Dawn dish soap, peroxide and baking soda. So if it, it happens on a dry dog, yep. And you let it sit Boy, there, the peroxide, everything else. And it's like heating up. It's like a science experiment. Like hmm. when you used to do that and the little thing came out of the volcano. Did you ever do that as a kid? Yes. Do yes. You know I did make many volcanoes in yeah. my bedroom. And then they came. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that might be. <laughs> okay. well, when I was a kid, you could buy a chemistry set for a child that was filled with all kinds of dangerous, toxic, uh, yeah, Thanks. that's why you guys are all dying left and right now, early age. Okay, so that's the go-to for the best de-skunking method. This kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the baby powder thing. You, Scott brought this up to me like a month ago, maybe, about baby powder. But we've had a lot of dogs, especially the mouths, like their coats and the... Oily. Like, oily coats. Like, they just stink all the time. So, who told you about this? Somebody with the Mastiff? Uh, 20 years ago, I, uh, maybe it was more now, 25 years ago, I got a Mastiff, English Mastiff for the kids, for the family. And they smell. They're a, it's interesting. They're a, you know, a bull breed, and they really have a, a unique smell to them, which is something, it's an acquired smell, something you get used to. But when I first got the dog, I'm like, God, the dog kind of smells. And I talked to the breeder, and he said, uh, put baby powder all over the dog and give him a, a dry bath. So you put baby powder all over him, and then you brush it all out, and it removes the oil without I've done it with Cousteau without, without the harshness of giving the dog a full bath yeah on a or without basis. the time of having to do that and all this I did it to Cousteau it's happened three times he smells great so that's my new go-to yeah, but god I wish that, that oil out of him. I wish a few of the mouths that we had in the past Sarge didn't smell but Loco always had a really smelly coat I wish I'd done that stinky. I know I don't know why bath, that is blow them out and 20 minutes later they <laughs> smell like <laughs> must god. be have must be something that you're doing okay um I have a few more kitchen things too that I left out this is a problem okay flour is a good 
good one if you're cutting nails and you hit we a quick. A little volume control here. We can. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to put flour on that. You guys are so funny. Now I, I'm going to have to have my natural voice screaming. Um, you're going to put flour on that quick. If the dogs, if you don't have any quick stop or what are those styptic pens or whatever? Yeah, styptic. Yeah, if you, you don't have any of that. Just grab some flour, pack it on the dog's nail, and let it hang out there. If they lick it off, put more, but that will stop the bleeding nail. Yeah, and that would be a good thing. Just get a little, put a little bit of that out before you even start clipping the nails. Because if you're going to get them close and you're trying to actually cut the nail, not just tip them, there's a possibility out of, what, do you get 16 nails that you're going to tip, hit, cut the quick on one of them accidentally. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have that flour handy and just pop it right on. Our dogs have front dues too, so... Yeah. We have more nails than that. All right. So I, that was my other kitchen one that came up that I forgot about. A few more things that I have on the table that's important. Benadryl is a big one. Um, Sink's face blew up a few weeks ago, probably something environmental or she got stung by a bee or yeah. whatever else. Benadryl is great. 25 milligrams for a 25 pound dog, half a 25 uh, milligram tablet for a 12 and a half pound dog. Benadryl is great. Very benign. If you're going to go to the vet for that kind of situation, they're likely going to give an injectable Benadryl. Vitamin E, the higher IU, the better. This is um, for scars mostly. So like if your dog's got into a fight and then a lot of times if the dog has black fur, it'll grow back as white fur. If the dog has, Cousteau has a little spot on his uh, muzzle too. So if he has tan fur, it grows well, back as white fur. I used to use him in a dog fighting ring. Oh, shut up. Jimmy beat him up when he was, mu- when when he was, he was six younger. months old. Jimmy beat up Cousteau, full on kicked his butt because he was annoying him. Um, so if no, you have... P- he has PTSD about uh, border collies. We now. have to work through this because we have to drive to go camping. So if you have a dog that you have an injury <clears> with, <throat> you're going to treat that injury, everything else. Then as it's healing... If you want that sk- the hair to grow back the same color, you put the vitamin E on it, and it really works. You don't have a dog that's as white. But the higher IU, the better. I don't think people really care about the hair. I care I greatly, and I've saved I many a white hair. The pairs. Benadryl is a much better home remedy. We're not ranking so, the remedies so right now. So many dogs are bee eaters. <laughs> we have dogs that are grabbing bees out of the air all the time. Yeah, well, Benadryl is good. It doesn't even have to be up. bee eating. If they're swelling... Give Benadryl. We want to decrease that swelling. Antihistamine. Arnica. This is a huge go-to for me. You can get Arnica. Excuse me. Does the Benadryl help with itching also? I think it does. It's an anti-itch. Yeah. That's, we give it, yeah. Well, some dogs are not swollen up, but they're getting allergic, uh, allergic itching. Yeah. They're scratching all the time. Give them some Benadryl. See if it helps. Give them like three or four bottles. A lot of the times, a lot of the times with that also. (laughs) Don't listen to me. There's a food allergy going on. Arnica is a good one. Listen to Jess. That's good. That's going to be the theme of the trip. Arnica is a good one. This is a homeopathic. Um, What you want to do is you want to put in the mucous membranes of the dog's mouth, uh, or you can like dilute it in water and just give that to them after all of that is all shaken up and it's done what it needs to do as a homeopathic. This is great for any sort of swelling, any sort of inflammation. So now we're talking, there was a dog fight, there was a scuffle, good to reduce swelling. Uh, When Cousteau was limping the other week, I didn't know why. I bought the Epsom salt for the foot the next day. I gave him Arnica right away, anti-inflammatory, anti-swelling. Good, good, good. Very safe, very benign. You can do like three of these little guys um, at a time for most dogs. Not a big deal. Electrolytes are a really good thing to have on hand. This is empty. This is uh, my go-to company with this. It's from Morin Labs. They're in uh, New Jersey. These are actually selectrolytes, but you can even have like electrolytes that you would give a baby. If your dog is down and out, not feeling well, they need electrolytes, give them a little boost at home to see if you can get their spirits lifted. A lot of times if a dog's just kind of like a little down in the dumps, you fast them for a day, you make sure they're drinking, everything gets better quickly. 
going to the vet sometimes is more stressful for them. So, now they've had this vet visit and everything. They're declining more because of the stress of having to go to the vet. You've spent $750 and the dog was just better the next day anyway without any uh, definitive diagnosis. What were you going to say, love? If your dog is down in the dumps, you're going to fast them. The one thing the dog enjoys in life is food. If they're sick, they're, if they're like puking, I oh, would, yeah, okay. like I'm, I'm thinking like a dog's, the dog's a little off. Like you can tell they're a little nauseous. Maybe they want to eat, but when they do eat, they like puke or they have diarrhea or something else. I normally typically in that kind of situation when there's GI stuff, things are just a little bit off. I'll fast the dogs overnight, see how things look. There's actually a lady out West. Um, I want to have her on the show. I haven't contacted her yet. But she does like a full on like raw feeding program for dogs, like not just like raw meat, but like melons, everything else. And literally this lady from the people that I've talked to about her, like, you know, you have a something that's growing on your dog. You have a growth. You fast the dog till it's gone. Like you have an eye infection. You fast it. Like the lady is literally like, yep, fast the dog, which is funny because I feel like it's such a taboo topic for dogs, but it works great for people. And it's something to consider for dogs. And when they're working through that tummy stuff, sometimes just give them a break, especially if they don't want to eat. If they don't want to eat, don't shove food down their face the first 24 hours. Like just let them be, let them make their own choices there. Don't try to fake it, but you want to get the water and the electrolytes and everything else into them. Again, with the tummy stuff, probiotics are good. So we didn't have any, but canned pumpkin is awesome to keep around if their tummies are bothering them a little bit. Sweet potato is good to keep around. Yogurt is a good probiotic. You can get like Proviable or whatever. There are these little capsules at the vet. But most of the time, you can just make a probiotic for yourself. Make the dogs feel better. We mentioned rice and hamburger before for tummy stuff. And then the last thing I would mention in relation to all of this is more like hypoglycemic y petty mall, grand mall, seizure kind of stuff. This is like kind of the bigger game stuff, but stuff like that can happen at your house. Yes, I was going to say, before you go on to the next thing there, with regard to the squash or pumpkin, canned pumpkin, if the dog has like a loose stool that's not a giardia, if it's just like a environment. Giardia you know, is a parasite that's found in a fecal. a stress-related loose stool, then uh, pumpkin, that fiber, will really firm them up. That's yeah. a good thing to give them. Yeah, and with that said. I've done that for years. With that said, um, if you do get a fecal on the dog because of some sort of loose stool or diarrhea or something else, please make sure they run it for Giardia. It's always going to be a little bit more expensive, but a lot of vets will run a fecal without Giardia. And probably if your dog is having big GI issues, it's because they might have Giardia. It's not a big deal. It's okay to clear it if the dog's not really old and stuff. I like the Panacure metronidazole method. Vets vary on how they prescribe it. However, you do not want to go and say, oh, the fecal was normal, and now your dog's running around with Giardia, going to daycare, everything else. So a loose stool, make sure they run the fecal for Giardia. Um, try to firm it up and everything on your own at home, but if you can't, you're going to have to go there. Yeah. And I have to preach this because now it was mentioned, do not use metronidazole like aspirin, okay? Like metronidazole is not one of those drugs that like my doggy has tummy upset, so I'm going to give him one or two, and then it's going to get better. What you're doing is you're creating a super bug there. So a lot of the times people will be like, oh, I have this leftover. It worked great. The last time my dog had diarrhea. No, it is an antibiotic. So metronidazole now, you are like creating this thing within your dog's immune system that it's like, oh, I'm kind of going to knock it down, but I'm not going to give the full spectrum of it. So it's not there. Well, I'm kind of going to knock it down, not going to give the full spectrum. So it's not there. So if you do have metronidazole for tummy issues, do not use it willy nilly. Give a full course every time you use it. That is my practice, what you preach about that. 
but that's not a home remedy. We're getting I understand, it. but you got up with pumpkin and we went to yeah, Giardia and everything else. Remedy. So I need to just say it because it's important. Halloween's coming. Gather up all those pumpkins. <laughs> Bake them up. Put your dog in an orange vest. All right. Last but not least, hypoglycemic, petty mal seizure, grand mal seizure, anything else. These little honey sticks are really good to have around. Um, you can get them at a lot of checkout counters at like a local farm or whatever. They're a buck or so. But if your dog for some reason seizes, like even if it's a grand mal, like eyes in the back of the head, foaming at the mouth, big issue. Can't give walk, them, fall down. Give them, yeah. Well, a grand mal definitely couldn't walk. But like convulsing, you'd have to like protect their head, everything else. <clears throat> In that moment, if that ever happens to you, um, it is a scary thing to have to deal with. Watch your face. I uh, know someone from a childhood that as they were carrying a dog while they were having a grand mal seizure, the dog didn't know what it's doing, bit the crap out of the sun. He had to have huge plastic surgery. It was a huge to-do. So if you are transporting the dog, put a towel on the dog's head or something else. As soon as that dog comes out of that, give them something. Honey is just good because it's uh, normally quite natural, everything else. Give them something to boost their blood sugar. What's going to prevent them from going into a cluster is what they call it when they seize and seize and seize and seize and seize is something that will boost their blood sugar. Same thing if you have a you don't want to do it for a smaller dog that might be having problems with eating and hypoglycemic. You don't want those boosts. But if you do have a full-on seizure, do that. And Gigi had a little something a few weeks back. I don't know if it was diet-related or whatever else, but she was a little off. And we literally gave her some honey, and she was like back in two seconds. It wasn't Why even... Why wouldn't you give it to a small dog? That's when I thought you would give it. You don't want to have those boosts. Like for Nicholas's dog, if you give it to a Yorkie, you don't want there to be such a spike in the system for there to be such a drop then. Like but you wouldn't give it to them because of low oh, no, blood no, no, sugar. No, 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 no. Yes, if, the if they're to that point, but yeah. you don't want to do it like, oh, the dog didn't eat breakfast, so I'm going to give them some honey. Yeah, this is which like a go-to in crisis the tube mode. The, stuff that they talk about? the Nutrical. That's Nutri-Cal, something that you can have to. But sugar it's, tube. that's something that you, you know you don't want to be like, oh, well, the small little two-pound puppy didn't eat breakfast, so I'm going to give them this because then you're going to get these highs and these lows and everything else. So hopefully you learned something new. We treat stuff. On our house, a lot. I mean, just a lot. And it's not because we don't care about our dogs. It's just normally quicker, more affordable, and we get on top of things really easily. So Next week, I'll show you how to uh, set a dog's broken leg at home (laughs) without (laughs) using PVC and vet wrap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's my husband. That's what he does. He's one of a kind. Oh, and get a thermometer, too. Dogs, temps, uh, normal, 102.5. You're good. We will see you next week. We're going to talk about over-enrichment. And in the meantime, we're going to head up to the woods. Uh, Keep it quirky. And if you need us, studio at thequirkydog.com. Thanks, Thanks, guys. guys. Take care. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.